Uh oh, this dog's gonna pee. Hold on. So anyway, this was a big week. You know, the first week for a major sport, right? And of course, I mean, I mean, it was a huge week, right? I mean, it was like wall to wall, just the, the action was crazy. It was all over the place. And of course, what I'm talking about is the first week of the Champions League, the group stages. Oh, it is football. Oh, it is football. Yes. So, I mean, you know, we had defending, defending champion Chelsea. They, they, they played some team from Russia. This is the fun part of the Champions League. So you get like these major teams like, you know, Liverpool is playing, you know, just some random team from Switzerland. So that, that's how that league works. It's not like, that's not the same as Premier League. So, so, so what Champions League is, is it takes all of the major uh, teams, the, the best teams from, from Europe in the, in the big leagues from the previous year. And so, for example, in, for, from, a, from a Premier League standpoint, so yes, so the Premier League um, sends the top four teams, top four finishers from the Premier League from the previous year into the Champions League. Okay. Um, not every league gets that same level of, of participation. Um, some of them get two, some of them get three, I think, I think, but, uh, but so, yeah, so there's just, there's about six groups of probably four teams a piece and they, and they, in the group stages, they sort of do like a little round robin. And so the, the highest finishers from each group, it's usually the two go to the next round. So that's the, and then eventually you get to the knockout round, which is sort of just like your standard tournament. Got it. Well, that's fascinating, but this yes. is not a soccer a, slash a football soccer podcast. podcast. I wonder if people hate this joke that we start every podcast with me talking about soccer. Well, they haven't told us anything, so they haven't told us. So I'm going to keep doing it. So okay. expect next week, some, t- some Romelo Lukaku talk. Ooh, saucy. <laughs> But what is this podcast? This is this is a this is so this is an unofficial Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I wonder if we should start calling it the MCM, so the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Ooh, what do you think? Uh, that really could, could apply now. It really could apply. It wouldn't make sense to change our name because you know we're trying to get people to actually find it, and no one's going to look for the MCM. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a new thing. <laughs> We're not quite MCM popular is, enough to... Um, prob, prob, MCM is probably some like telecommunications company. Oh yeah, that's probably true. Something boring. Yeah, yeah something very boring. But, but yeah, yeah, let's so, start with so, our, our famous segment. Our, our news and notes segment. So there was a Hawkeye trailer for the oh my gosh. Hawkeye, Hawkeye show. That I'm happened. sorry I uh, yelled that. <laughs> um, it was fun. It was a good trailer. It was kind of set up as like a, you know... Uh, a holiday kind of special um, yeah i was not expecting well i had a sense that the trailer was going to come out because people mm-hmm. sort of have been talking about it i didn't expect it to be good mm-hmm. <laughs> i said eh, whatever Hawk, this is probably the least anticipated of this disney plus series yeah kind of because i mean the hawkeye character is kind of boring yeah he's just he's a he's a you know a bow and arrow he's a he's a middle-aged bow and arrow shooter and basically his powers sort of come from the middle ages to be completely honest like his he's robin hood but he is uh you know in the modern age which is a little odd well at least in the comic books he's supposed to have been trained by like the world's best fighter right so he's he has no superpowers but he should be at like the highest tier of regular human fighting 
They certainly haven't shown that in the MCU. He's been no. largely got his act. He's got his ass kicked by just about everybody that he fights. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite. They didn't ever justify. It. They're just like, well, he's a guy with arrows, and they have no explanation whatsoever. Yeah, why he's he's brought into the the Avengers is not clear. Yeah, the uh, you know our other non-powered person, Black Widow. They make the Russian abundantly spy. clear that she can kick butt. Yeah, yeah. Can, well, can kick butt and has spy-like abilities. Right, <laughs> infiltrates, uh, mm-hmm. interrogates, does all the, the spy-like things, which would make sense if you have a because let's face it, you could get you could do ninety-seven percent of what Hawkeye has done yeah. with his bow and arrow with some dude that's just a sniper. Yes. <laughs> with a rifle right yeah pretty much yeah and they don't even have this happen that much in the mcu where he's got the uh although in the trailer it looks like they have it but in the the comics each arrow is he's like a batman with arrows right and each right. arrow has like different special abilities powers. yeah you know your sharp repellent arrow or whatever it might be like really specialized um, things that's a great fit. arrow by the way oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that fits the scenario uh-huh. um my my favorite bit from the trailer was the uh there was a little clip of the uh apparently so the 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 show is set in new york city uh it's going to cover the is it matt fraction that did the yeah yeah, so it's it's going to cover his run on hawkeye which i think you and i have both read it's excellent it's one of the best sort of standalone maybe it's 10 or 12 episodes yeah. Maybe it even went longer than that, but it's terrific. I think it's 12 because it was a 12-issue limited series. Yeah. It's from deal. about maybe eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, Matt Fraction, uh, famous for being the husband of Kelly Sue DeCormick. So uh, he's Kelly Sue DeCormick, who sort of reinvented Captain Marvel. Yep. Quite a family right there. Oh, um, yeah. And they, they live in Portland. They live in Portland. So you could go say hi. Yeah, I'm sure they'll... Sure. They'll find you should get we should get them on the podcast see what that would be great you know i mean they're local to you so you should just go up to them it's a small there's only only like eight people in portland so yeah according to me i I live in bay area so everybody has every other town so eight people i I guess the point of this if you have marvel unlimited you should definitely read the mac fraction run of hawkeye i bet you you can probably check out hawkeye the mac fraction run at your local library too yes please Uh, if you want physical book do one or the other yeah, it's excellent. It's, it's really excellent. fun. There's a dog. Yeah, pizza dog. Pizza dog. There's a great. dog with one eye. It's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another uh, ringing endorsement, though, if you happen to use the Marvel Unlimited app, since that does the comics and not mm-hmm. um, that also has the letters pages. One of the comics has a letter published from current NBA champion <laughs> Brooke Lopez, a picture with well, a picture that he drew because uh-huh. he visited the offices because he's a huge Hawkeye fan. <laughs> Well, there you go. So what other endorsement could you possibly want? Yeah. Current current NBA champion, Brooke Lopez, who, along with his brother, own a house on the Disney World property. What a life. These twins, they uh, played together twins in college. Stanford. 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 They put both yeah. in the NBA still. Yeah. And they're both giant nerds. So everybody yeah. out there, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a giant nerd. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to break it to you. We are giant nerds. We're doing this podcast. Yes. Um, but you too can be successful in your everyday life being a giant nerd. Robin Lopez <laughs> is a nerd, not just for Disney, but for Disneyland. He will often on his Twitter account post his favorite rides. He will break down different rides based on like mm-hmm. they're based on movies. He knows everything about the Disney rides that you could possibly know. And now he has the money 
to, to see forth this dream of living everything Disney, which is, I had never realized there were people who took rides this seriously. Well, another, another comic writer who's uh, terrific on Twitter, if you ever get a chance to follow her, uh, Gail Simone, uh, she's written for Deadpool, she's written for uh, uh, Domino, a bunch of uh, DC stuff as well. Um, but, you know, she posted, you know, so the color of your shirt that you're wearing right now and the most exotic animal you've ever petted <laughs> is your, is your Spider-Man villain. <laughs> so, and I, I think, it, and I believe it was Robin, uh, you know, text, uh, tweeted, tweeted back is like, um, I'm not wearing a shirt and I don't have a good excuse excuse. It's just sloth. And then I tweeted back at him and said, you know, there you go. You've got your color and your exotic animal. <laughs> did he, did he, did he reply? <laughs> he did not reply back, oh. alas, but I thought it was a good joke. All right. So uh, earlier this week, um, so the Hawkeye trailer, we recommend it. There's a little bit about, uh, there's apparently in this universe, there's a musical about Captain America, which was really fun. <laughs> Let's link uh, to this trailer in the show notes. I think, I think people will appreciate sure, it. Sure. I'll try to, I'll try to figure that, figure, I'll try to remember to do that. Okay. Um, anyway, or don't. <laughs> or don't. You know, it's really bad. You know what, guys, Hawkeye trailer, you can just Google it. it I'm sure you'll find it. Like the first thing. Um, so it was announced this week, the seven uh, MCU films on the release schedule for theaters that are now untitled past the one and a half years of production that we have planned. Yes. So these, the movies we know that are coming up uh, in order, I believe, I think I did this correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, the Eternals, which comes out uh, uh, November. Yep. Spider-Man No Way Home comes out uh, this Christmas time. So mm -hmm. Doctor Strange and the, mul the Multiverse of Madness that comes out, uh, I think March. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder comes out next year. Ooh, that looks good. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever comes out next year. Also looks good. And then uh, The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel, that comes out at some point. I think the following year. Hmm. Uh, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, I believe also comes out in 2022. Okay. Three? Three. I think that's right. 20. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been announced. There are release dates for all these things, but they're subject to changes. No, they will not include them here. And then after that, there are seven untitled films starting in the summer of 2023 mm. through 2024. So there's like three in 2023 that have been unannounced and then four in 2024. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. Do we want to do we want to guess what they are? Or any of them? All right. So we don't need to guess too much because some things were announced. There was an investor call. Mm -hmm. where they did announce that there will be at some unspecified date a Fantastic Four movie. So one right. of those seven, I believe, has to be a Fantastic Four movie. I think you're right on that. So, um, as, and as Ryan Reynolds uh, joked on Twitter, is there going to be a Fantastic One, Two, Three? Hmm. Or just Fantastic Four? Hey, oh, straight, straight to, hey, that's when the Fast and the Furious got good. So they're like FF4. F, exactly. You know, I mean, I'm not... I'm not I, La Familia. Is that La Familia? I've never seen a fantastic uh, Fast and Furious movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> family. Family. So then the other then the other speculation is, so Shang-Chi has made a boatload of money. Mm -hmm. I think in that seven, we're probably talking a sequel. Shang-Chi 2, Electric Boogaloo. That'd be something great. Something like that. Uh, you know what it'd be? Shang-Chi and the 11 rings. Maybe, the, maybe they get an 11th ring. They have to, uh, right? That's how these things work. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, frankly, I think that Aquafina should just get her own movie. Uh, uh, she's very good, and that was called uh, Crazy Rich Agents. Crazy Rich Agents. She's been uh, terrific in other things. She won a Golden Globe for something else that I never saw. Nora from Queens. She's oh, you know what she was in? That's okay. If you have Amazon Prime, it's uh, The Farewell. Okay. That's actually a serious movie. It has comedic elements in it. It's uh, it's great, and she's the star of that. It's great. It's probably great. It's probably a never a movie that we would talk about on this podcast. So that's probably the last mention we'll have of it. <laughs> Aquafina is wonderful. Yeah. Um, there's there's been speculation that we might. This is, you know, Fox was acquired by Disney now a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's spe- speculation about X Men slash mutants mm-hmm. figuring out how to incorporate them. Uh, the aforementioned Ryan Reynolds. Are we gonna get a Deadpool movie with him starring in it? That's a possibility. Could be. Um, it's probably. And then the other thing is a, an Eternal sequel. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna get another Eternal movie? Uh, might there be? They've announced it, but they haven't sort of announced the date that we were gonna get a Captain America four mm-hmm. with uh, with a uh, uh, Falcon as the Captain America. Sam so, so we know that movie has to come out. It, all we don't have is a date. So that. The only problem is, you know, 2024 actually isn't that far away. And we, we know that the deal has just been signed. That was announced right. recently. I'm surprised so they actually announced the existence of the movie without having the deal. The deal came after the, the announcement. Right. And I, I'm, I am surprised too. I, I think they just wanted to get something out because I think it was announced right after uh, the, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show sort of yes. wrapped. Not wrapped, but sort of the, the last episode aired. right it, it certainly was and uh i'm sure anthony mackie was very happy they announced it before the deal was made because boy yeah. did he have them in a pickle at that he point. had some leverage yeah and and they haven't announced any sort of sebastian stan slash winter soldier whether he's going to be involved in that so because his his contract was up but um my suspicion is that they will figure out a way yeah i also would not be surprised if in either of those movies, the ones that we sort of think of the guarantees, so Captain America um, 4 and the Fantastic Four, we know those are sort of movies that are happening. We don't right. know that Captain America is going to be within that seven. We kind of think that Fantastic Four will. Yes. There's been a rumor of that that, that Chris Evans is sort of interested uh, in like a cameo kind of role. So, okay, so here's our evidence for that. Uh, he was in know- the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> number evidence. one if he comes back that'd be awesome yes <laughs> just as the human torch oh, i don't think he'll come back as the human torch but i think he'll come back as captain america but do you that, think yeah. michael b jordan will come back as the human torch that's an excellent question that might be the worst marvel movie the fantastic four with michael b jordan yeah um you might be right i never saw it so yeah I, i've read about it because it was so notoriously bad like that that movie is one of the words, and I've seen a lot of them. I saw the Punisher movie, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. I've seen a lot I of I liked these. that movie, but I was also probably 17 when it came out. So at the time, this is all we got, right? Yeah. So Dolph Lundgren was awesome at it. There was a time, guys, go back and watch Rocky IV. Uh, Dolph, there was a time when Dolph Lundgren was like a badass. Yeah. And he's still kind of a cool guy. He's cool, yeah. But, um, but uh, uh, yeah. Other other famous Marvel movies. I saw the Roger Corman version of Fantastic Four, which was only made for con- to keep the license. Some tiny company had it, and they just right. had to crank out a movie. So they went to the guy who's known for like cranking out movies cranking for out about two hundred two million dollars. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fantastically bad. <laughs> but it's so bad that I'm sure it was better than this most, the more recent Fantastic Four movie, which is bad and not fun. It's amazing, it's amazing that Disney was able to make The Incredibles, which is largely a ripoff of the Fantastic It's 100% a ripoff. They just switched the powers yeah. around. Yeah, and, and to have that be a situation where that's the, that's the template for, I mean, that movie came out in 2003. That came out before any Marvel yeah. uh, movie came out uh, of the MCU. And it was like better than just about 90% of any superhero movie that came before it. Right. Um, so it's amazing that they haven't fa- figured out how to make a Fantastic Four movie. My suspicion is, is that Disney will figure out how to do it. Yeah. The, the takes that they've had, the angles that, for, and we'll go back to that Hawkeye trailer. The angle they took with the Hawkeye series, it's like immediately I'm sold, right? Yeah. Like you take a character that's not interesting at all and like, oh, now you've figured out a spin that makes this interesting. Well, and we've already, we've already discovered in, in MCU, just in movies that we've talked about, sort of the idea of found family being a theme that you can mm-hmm. talk about in a movie. So Guardians of the Galaxy is like this. Certainly the, the Black Widow movie that we talked about a few weeks ago is like this. This is kind of Fantastic Four. I mean, you have two characters that are related. Yeah. You have two characters that become related and uh, th- that get married. Yeah. And then you've got like the family, the longtime best friend. Right. So that's like, it's already written for you. Yeah. You don't even have to do a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, I think this was true. The, the comic was a hit right when it came out because the foundations of the fantastic four were very strong like that setup is really good people liked it right away having four four heroes together uh there's a reason why it had remained such a popular comic for so long yeah and i think before the mcu started i think fantastic four was was bigger than any character that they brought into the mcu the first phase yep by far like yeah just like you would have said okay fantastic four that's a list any mm-hmm. of these other characters, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, they were they were B list. Yeah. So we'll we'll um, see what they do. They they have yeah. strong. There's lots of speculation about mutants. There's lots of speculation about you know um, Elizabeth Ol- Olsen and Wanda getting her own movie, standalone movie, that's possible. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll all be good. Um, do we want to talk about Denis Villeneuve, who's a who's a who's an auteur? Yeah, and his his comments. So, so yeah. So the director, he is the director of uh, La La Land. He also directed um, what else did he direct? Arrival, right? And- Arrival. He directed the. I think he directed the, the bio of Neil Armstrong too, hmm. and he's got a movie coming out. Dune. He is yeah. he is done Dune, and he is a he is one of I guess he is someone that doesn't feel particularly fond, towards uh, the MCU. Um, and he said he called it. Um, what do you call it? He called it cut and paste of other movies. Yeah. Um, hmm. Which is funny for a director who's kind of known. So he he did the Blade Runner sequel yeah, <laughs> many okay. years way after. He's doing yeah. a Dune adaptation, which has already been done twice before. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and an old school musical. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I like his stuff, right? I do too. And, I have, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about his work. Sure. Um, he does good stuff. I mean, I think you should go see Dune if it's going to be in theaters. It looks good. Um, I know it looks interesting. I like the cast. Yeah. Um, I would say 
there's part of this that is like he was he was specifically asked about the MCU. Mm-hmm. This is not something that people like um uh you know we've seen comments by Scorsese and others yes. about the MCU. This is not those guys sort of just you know itching to talk about it. It's more like right. like what do you think about it? It's like well I'm not that interested in it. Sure. You know I I kind of wish they would just say that. Sure. Rather than having to go forward and say, oh, it's not real cinema. Oh, it's not real. This, sure. It's not that. Um, they probably don't watch a lot of the MCU. My Uh-oh, <laughs> this dog's going to pee. Hold on. Bing. At this point in time, I took the puppy out to go pee. Bing. So I think we were, we were done. With, I think we're done with Villain Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, the, last, the last little bit um, of news is that uh, Geekosity is an actual site. Geekosity is a site. Mm-hmm. Um, is reporting that Tom Hardy's Venom will have a cameo in Spider-Man Far From Home, setting up his inclusion as the main villain in the Spider-Man 4 movie that is yet to be titled and or announced. Yeah. I feel like the credibility of this is the lowest. It probably is. So here's... Yeah, here's my evidence. Uh, There was an interview where they had the head... not wasn't quite the head of Sony Pictures, but some executive in charge of Sony where they had just made the Venom movie... And Kevin Feige was there and she said, well, and there's even a chance that, you know, Tom Holland could appear in one of, mm-hmm. one of our movies. And Feige really gave a look like, no, there's not a chance. <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're saying there's a chance. No, there's no chance. I don't think Feige wants that to happen. If Feige doesn't want that to happen, like he really wants to keep the Sony bastardization world without Spider-Man. Right. He wants to keep them separate because he doesn't right. like them. There, and apparently that was, it was like a funny movie because it's how bad it was, but it wasn't a good movie. Right. And I think, I do think also at this point from, from a Sony standpoint, um, you know, having Disney have, have Spider-Man yep. has been beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. And then also being able to make these sort of side projects uh, like Venom yep. has also been successful. I, I, I would suspect that Venom yeah, there's a Venom 2 coming carnage, out. Yeah. But there be Carnage, which comes out in a couple weeks. I imagine that'll make money. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's going to make and a lot they, of money. They're making a Morbius, Mor- uh, Mobius, I'm sorry, the vampire guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Oh, the other, uh, in talking about those seven movies, I think another one that we're, that'll probably get made is Blade. I guess. Oh, yeah. We know that Blade was announced. That's actually yeah. further along. That's, that's a high problem. I guess that'll be one of those seven. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So what are we doing today? I mean, we've been talking for like a half hour. What are we doing today? Yeah, so we've talked a lot about Marvel projects, including a sequel to the movie that we are actually talking about. Today, we are talking about Doctor Strange. So yeah, so this is where Doctor Strange falls in our ranking. Um, you know, we are going worst to first. I think as we as we kind of uh, went through the last couple of weeks, we're probably, we probably could have flip-flop a couple of them. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're coin flips, I think. Uh, you know, Captain America is probably a little higher. Maybe yep. even not just taking this spot, but maybe a couple of spots above. It, it might actually jump into the next category. Yeah. yeah, we have a next category that starts after this movie, which is like near classic. Yeah. Right? Because um, we are coming into the stretch run of the last 15 or so movies. Yeah. <laughs> which is still going to take us eight months. But anyway. Doctor Strange. Um, so this is, this is still Doctor a good Strange. movie, though. This is a great movie. Yeah. I really think it's good. Um, so... So if you are upset that this movie comes after is ranked higher than than Captain America: First Avenger, we hear you and we don't care. Yeah, um, <laughs> we picked an order. 
um i think we agree sometimes too like on rewatch yeah. now having rewatched both back to back yeah uh but there are reasons that this one ended up in our initial ranking higher we'll get into that yes it, it there's some really interesting things this movie does so uh the film opens with a bunch of uh, magic monks beheading a dude mm. and stealing a page out of a book uh before those magic monks are produced by an even more magic monk in kind of a lighter robe so you assume that magic monk is like a like a like a more powerful right the magicist of monks the magicist of monks and that this magicist of monks is like in a lighter robe and they're taking on you know uh the fighting of of like fighting like six six dudes at once Mm -hmm. um i think this is a really cool action scene yeah it doesn't make any sense at all which is great no because because it's uh and i'm describing it here as the movie inception Meets Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Dragon meets The Matrix, makes meets Pink Floyd, The Wall. Mm-hmm. So if you if you combine all those two, because there's no way this this movie is not birthed from like some sort of orgy of other movies. Yeah. Um. So the light robed character defeats several of the magic monk uh, ninjas, but the leader of the magic monk ninjas gets away with the stolen page from the book. Right. Now, do we know why they didn't take the whole book? Um, Other than plot point later on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, if you're for your bag, I just take the book. Yeah. It seems to make the Cause, most sense. Because maybe, maybe like there's something in the previous page that helps out or in the next page. Or isn't it like, faster to just grab a book than to like find the pages you want and then just grab those pages? Yeah, I would think it would be like, okay, this is the book we need. Let's go. Because I mean, maybe he thought it would weigh him down. Coming. Yeah. Like it'd weigh him down. It'd be too slow because this is a heavy book. That's my only explanation. That's the only explanation. So anyway, back in the quote unquote real world. Yeah. Uh, and this is, uh, we meet Dr. Strange, who's a surgeon and a real big jerk. Mm-hmm. Right. We learn that he's like a know-it-all kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that will save your life uh, and insult everyone around him. So a little yeah. bit Hawkeye Pierce without sort of the heart just yet. Yeah. Right? He's sarcastic. He's smart. But he's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think typical... he's the, the white male fantasy. Like, oh, I get to be a jerk because I'm so good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, gosh, I wish I could be a jerk. But uh, yeah, sadly, sadly, I'm just not that great. Number one, um, I'm not white. But number two, I'm not that good that I can be a jerk. So I, I got neither. Yeah, you got neither. I'm sorry, dude. That's um, right. I'm okay say, with it. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty good though. I mean, you, you do the editing on this podcast. I, I do what I do what I do. I'm happy not being, I, you know what, if that means, if I'm not the best editor and that means I'm not going to be a jerk, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'll run with that. Anyway. So, um, you know, in this, in this kind of opening scene, he saves a life. He uh, flirts with his ex-girlfriend and apparently knows a lot about uh, 1970s adult contemporary music. That's yeah. what we learned about Dr. Strange. Yes. If you wanted to be any more white male, I don't know how they picked 1970s adult contemporary. Yeah, he, 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 he they, they, Chuck Mangione's It Feels So Good is, is prominently um, featured, which is a, basically just a horn movie. Yeah. So um, I would, yeah. I would play it in my, I don't know what I'll do that. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, and his, his ex is uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, they got a good cast. So with the uh, Doctor Strange is played by, Expertly played by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. And I said it right. Yeah, Bandercat Snyderbergooch. Yeah, I usually say it like you do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the next scene, uh, he's hanging out with uh, Rachel McAdams. I can't remember her name. Uh, McAdams. 
Yeah. 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 Sure, we'll call her McAdams for this. Oh, it's question. Christine. Christine is the Christine, name. Christine, that's right. Yeah. So she also, prom uh, they prominently feature her in a What If episode. Pretty good. Oh. Um, so uh, Strange is going to, uh, he's uh, been invited to talk at this, uh, you know, dinner uh, where they're honoring surgeons or something. Plot. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, he invites her to go, but she's like, oh, I don't want to go. You're an egomaniac. egomaniac. Yep. Um, so he drives there very fast uh, and reckless uh, because he's like, he's getting a call from his like assistant who's, you know, sending him cases that he's going to, you know, cut people open the next day. Yeah. Right. So he's got, you know, he's actually, while he's driving on this windy road somehow in New York City, um, so I think it's New York City, right? It, he's in New York City, so I'm assuming he's going yeah. upstate. That's the only Must way that be. this works out. Yeah, and it's a he comes a, it comes to a bridge after a windy road, so he could have been the park, but I don't know that it necessarily works that way. No. Um. Uh, anyway, crash. Big crash. Yeah. Because he was he was being a jerk. He was not um, paying attention to the road. Uh, he crashes. Um, he is uh, horribly injured. Um. The one callback you mentioned here, you want to talk about? Yeah, so of all the calls, they're talking about people that he could work on. They mentioned a colonel that was in some experimental, injured spinal cord injury, and he was flying in yeah. some experimental armor. That so, is, of course, War Machine. Yeah, so one of the movies that came out right before this, might have been the one right before this, it may have been the second behind it, but it's uh, Captain America Civil War, and towards the end of that movie, yep. uh, Colonel James Rhodes is injured, War Machine. Yep. Uh, and yeah. therefore, we know where this movie happens in the timeline. Because so it happens like right as, as uh, Civil War is ending is where this starts. Yep. So um, Strange got hurt real bad and he can't use his hands anymore. Poor baby. Okay. Um, we, get, we, get some, we get some rehab scenes. We get some different surgical procedure, procedures because, you know, he's unhappy with the progress that his hands are making. And some just general, just just dickheadedness. Yeah. He's just a being, word I just made up. <laughs> he's being a real jerk for people that are trying to like, they've saved Help his him. life. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, he, he can't be nice to anybody. He's got to berate them. Yep. You know, the, the one thing that I think is telling is like the right when he wakes up, you know, Christine is there and she's like, you know, comforting him and he's like, you know, what happened all this stuff. And, and she says, you know, nobody could have done any better. Yeah. Nobody could have saved your hands. And he's like, I could have. Yeah. Which is, what a, I mean, not, not in your current state. You don't. Well, okay. So then let's also go over, he's supposed to be a brain surgeon, right? Like before he did this. Brain surgeon, back surgeon. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Spinal. So they don't his do hands. hands. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that, I think the implication is that the reason his hands are not healing later on is because mm -hmm. of some sort of neurological issue. Okay. But that's not clear from the moment that he wakes up. He wakes up, there's all these pins in Pins there. in all of his hands, yes. Right, and that's supposed to be the issue. So he doesn't know. Yeah. So he's a jerk. Yeah. That's, that's Visually, it's really interesting, but yeah. It's, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, he, he becomes penniless. Um, it kind of uh, climaxes when he's kind of being a jerk to Christine and kicks her out. Yep. Um, uh, he is able to, through a, like, physical therapist who violates every privacy law in the history of privacy mm -hmm. uh he's able to find out from this guy one of these physical therapists that there was somebody that was able to was able to like be cured from a like major uh spinal cord injury 
and then just started walking around. So yep. this guy gives up all this information. Now, this is completely unethical. Yeah. He As gets a, his whole chart. <laughs> he gets his whole chart. I know that he's a doctor, but yeah. he's not practicing medicine right now because his hands don't work. Right. And he's a patient. Yes. So like the idea that you would like, like, it's like HIPAA 101. You don't, like, even <laughs> if you're a doctor, you don't check on like your neighbors. Oh, so you remember you all think- those, those anti-vaxxers that are saying like, oh, I can't tell you if I've had the vaccine. That's HIPAA. So that yeah. wasn't HIPAA. No, that this, wasn't HIPAA. This, this is, HIPAA. is HIPAA. This is a huge violation of HIPAA. But anyway, he gets this information. So he tracks down um, uh, somebody that was like, like just always, in, always instituted in a movie as super handsome guy, Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the guy that you just want all the time. Yeah, because he's super handsome guy. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so this guy tells him that, you know, he didn't do anything with physical therapy or surgery or procedures, any of that stuff, he learned to sort of heal himself through his mind, mm-hmm. right? So this leads him to a place in Asia called Kamertaj. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> which was the place, the mythical place. Uh, curiously, not in Nepal. In the movie, it sets it up as Nepal. In the comic mm-hmm. books, it was in Tibet. Yeah, so we probably think that's because of China, right? That's 100% because of China. Yeah. They wanted to release this movie in China and make more money. So they changed yeah. the, the nation of so origin. It's Kathmandu. Yeah. Yeah. So, that yeah. Might be, so that's not exact. We're going to get to some whitewashing issues in this movie. Yeah. This is not necessarily whitewashing. No, this but... is uh, this is done for the Chinese government 100%, yeah. though. Yeah. So, so my guess is we'll never see a, uh, a MCU where there's a secret, you know, magical city in like taiwan either yeah it's like the place some places just don't exist in the mcu yeah and there are going to be places that the that the chinese government doesn't recognize as independent from themselves so so anyway to to go on a complete tangent the one thing that'll be really weird because this shows up a lot in comics is uh you can't show skeletons that's like a big taboo in china yes uh i feel like that's you know, we don't exactly have Masters of the Universe with Skeletor here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's got to be some Marvel characters. Uh, Ghost Rider. Well, we've example. already seen what they did to Taskmaster. In oh, the Black yes. Widow movie. You're right. So I wonder what they do with uh, Ghost Rider. Hmm. Yeah, Ghost Rider is going to be the biggest one, right? If that... they ever, if they ever have a Ghost Rider. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe they not. tried it with Nick Cage. I would like to see them retry it with Nick Cage because there's, we need more Nick Cage. I frankly um, like the I like the Agents of Shield take. That was a nice way to do it. Yeah, just I do something different. Wasn't aired in uh, yeah. um, China. Uh, so strange goes to Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets beat up by some muggers outside of a like a temple. Yep. Um, and is saved by somebody named Mordor. Mordo, sorry, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings tick, um, who is also a magic wizard, wizard monk that we learn. Yes. Um, and he gets a, uh, he sort of is uh, brought into this, uh, to Kamertage. Um, yep. And he gets a astral plane instruction from the ancient one in a very super trippy scene. Yeah, this is showing off um, in modern times, the 1970s influence of right. the Doctor Strange comics. Yes. So this is a, this is a scene that is like, a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like an LSD trip, uh, but with amazing CGI. Yeah, it's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think the best scene of like, just imagine all the world 
bending stuff that you could imagine and like mm -hmm. fractals on fractals. But the, the best yeah. thing for me was the, the hands growing hands, like imagine little tiny hands, yeah, little, little tiny hands growing out of his fingers. They walk all over his face and then yeah. he becomes as, a hand. It's, it's creepy. Yeah. As much body horror as you're going to get in the MCU just you know, to fit in a PG-13 movie as you must. Sure. Yeah. MCU. Cause it wasn't specifically scary. It was just sort of like, Ooh, that's, that's odd. <laughs> it's unnerving <laughs> for sure. It's unnerving. Certainly. It's, it's um, not, it's not R-rated scary. It's just yeah. weird to see hands growing out of hands. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, thus far we've got Benedict Cumberbatch. We've got um, Rachel McAdams. Uh, Mordo is played by uh, Chiwetty Ojefor. Am I getting I, that right? I think you did. Yes. Chiwetty, he's a very, Chiwetty. very good actor. Excellent actor. He was in The Martian. He's been in a bunch of things. He's really great. Yep. Um, uh, and then also the ancient one is played by Tilda Swinton. Yes, and we'll get into that some more. Yeah, so originally, I will just say, just as a throwaway right here, and we'll get back to it. Um, the original character is a Tibetan monk. We'll just mm -hmm. say that. Male. Yes. Um, so he gets kicked out and then brought back in um, to learn how to be a magic mon monk ninja. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gets a lot of training from Mordo, the ancient one. They, they magic fight. They've got a sling ring, which is kind of like a, uh, a teleportation device. Um, he gets spells. We're introduced to Wong, hmm. played amazingly by Benedict Wong. Yeah, they, they, um, had, they had to cast Benedict Wong to play Wong. As Wong. <laughs> as Wong. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Wong has popped up multiple times in the MCU since. Yep. Um, Strange is awesome as a... As a, a uh, uh, a magic wizard monk yeah um he's really like advancing really fast um the ancient one trains him in to how to use the mirror dimension which is a safe place to use spells apparently it's kind of like uh like a like a beta testing for a for a, for a new program <laughs> sure um, it's a sand sandbox of the, exactly say. <laughs> uh and then uh you know uh and wong is the librarian so he's able to get some cool books from from wong yeah and honestly the um at this point, the, the funny parts of the movie so far have largely been the interaction between Wong, who plays this very straight-laced and serious character, and Strange, who um, is not necessarily trying to be funny, but is just funny because of the culture sort of differences. And, yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's trying to get a laugh out of Wong. Out of For Wong, whatever yeah. reason, the, this is something set up from the comics where, like, you know, in a very racist way, Wong is supposed to be Doctor Strange's manservant. So, but they are supposed to have a relationship. Yes. And in this case, they're not. They, they, well, he's not the manservant. They're, they're e actually, Doctor Strange is his, Wong would be his superior as the uh -huh. librarian. Right, now. And, but but you do need to set them up as friends, right? Because they, right. they have to be friends eventually. Yeah. And so you have Strange trying to like make him laugh. It's like, oh, Wong, like Bono, like just, just and one I will word. Say, exactly, and Beyonce, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will also say, like, Cumberbatch as, a, as, a, as an actor is such a skilled comedic actor. Yeah. In that he can just, with a, with a, with a facial expression, with a raise of an eyebrow, with a, with a wink, with a slight smirk or a smile, can just convey humor in a mm -hmm. really, it's, it's a very subtle and British way. Yeah. Um, he is British. Um, uh, you should go back and watch the uh, the Sherlock Holmes uh, TV show if you have not the BBC TV show because he is excellent in it. Yeah, um, and that's an excellent show all the way through. Uh, made just perfect just by his just kind of really eccentric 
portrayal of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But anyway, so um, then we're reintroduced to this evil magic uh, wizard monk, uh, ninja wizard monk. Um, Cresselius is yep. his name. Played by uh, Matt, Mads Milk. How do I say his name? Nicholson. Ma- Michelson. Nicholson. You'll know he him as Hannibal from Hannibal. Uh, if TV. you watch the Hannibal TV show, he's also been was in Star Wars Rogue One. He was in. Um, I think <laughs> Michael just got bit by his puppy. Yes, um, I did. That that's been and, happening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's been lots of bad guys throughout his career. He was a uh, he was a uh, uh, the the Bond villain in Casino Royale too. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's made to play a villain. Yeah, he's made to play a villain, so he's perfect here. Uh, he performs this ritual, and he and his followers now look like Tammy Faye Baker after a good cry. I don't know <laughs> what that ritual did to sort of mark them for uh, uh, Dormammu somehow. Yeah, that, that Dormammu likes like really goth makeup. <laughs> yeah, he gets like the this, this eyeliner under there. I don't know why they thought like, oh, it all worked like. That doesn't convey power to me. Now we see later on that they do, in fact, have. They have power. They're they're badasses. But yeah, they get they get something pretty cool. So um, yeah, so um, they're they're worshiping this Domamu dude. Mm-hmm. He's an interdimensional demon that is either going to grant these guys uh, eternal life or coming to destroy the earth. One of the two. Yeah, maybe uh, one it's... or the other, maybe gray area. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they gambled the right way. You know, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. If there's a big, huge, omnipotent, interdimensional being, I think you don't want to be on its side. Mm. Yeah. The one, okay. it's called the dark dimension. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's known for like destroying all the things. Mm-hmm. You probably don't want to side with that guy. Yeah. You want to stay, steer clear of it. And yeah. if there's like, you know, rituals that like open up a doorway so this guy can come through, maybe don't do that. Don't do it. No, I don't. But these it. guys didn't listen to us. Hmm. So um, Strange is able to find this uh, book that was had the page rich, ripped out of it. Yep. And he starts performing one of the spells using the Eye of Agamotto. Now, hmm. they kind of they kind of uh, in the training montages they sort of do talk about like relics. How hmm. doctors in, in the uh, magic Doctor Strange universe that uh, relics they can imbue with magic power because some people can't control the power, so they imbue these uh, items with uh, uh, power. And uh, so one simple plot point in every Doctor Strange comic is basically that there's this relic that he just needs to find or locate. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's got the thing that I need. Yeah. So Eye of Agamotto is like like one of these things he always turns to because in in this universe, it's got... um, time properties right um so it can turn back time and he kind of turns back time he does this cool little scene where he like takes an eaten apple and goes back and forth mm-hmm. um uh the cgi in this film is excellent yeah we'll and it serves a purpose like the, the apple looks really good and here uh-huh. in a very short amount of time like maybe a minute they explain exactly what the the powers of the Agamotto. yes simple it's just like oh you can turn back time with this great awesome yeah um moving forward actually yes. <laughs> i wonder if the uh, i wonder if the apple actually they use practical effects so they, they might have just done like stop motion with it take pictures of different apples at different yeah. time and you're all set yeah. and then they just kind of put it together with obviously. oh that's what i would do yeah way easier yeah but um <clears throat> so wing uh wong wing 
Wong and Mordo are uh, stop him from doing these like you know time traveling spells. Yeah. Uh, but before they can really sort of like lay down the hammer and punish him, they're attacked. Mm. There's like a, a magic wizard alarm. Yes. That says one of the uh, one of the sanctums. Yeah. What are they called? Sanctums, right? Yeah, the sanctums. Uh, you got your yeah. you got your three sanctums. Yeah, you've you got, got Hong Kong, you've got New York, and uh, Carmitage, I guess, are the three. London. London is the other sanctum. So Carmitage is like not a sanctum. It's just not even a sanctum. It's just their place. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, um, Chrysalis and Wong and Strange and uh, they all fight. Hmm. Right. So Chrysalis, they're attacking these places. A bunch of wizards die. Uh, there's, uh, it's just wizard fight. Big wizard fight. Big wizard fight. So uh, Strange fights off Chrysalis and a bunch of the wizards due to, I mean, this is dumb luck, right? Yeah. Because these, these more experienced, uh, you know, magic wizard monks, uh, they're able to fight good and they die at yes. the hands of Chrysalis and his guys. But Strange is not that experienced and he's, a, he's able to like block death blows and all kinds of stuff. He's got like one weapon, right? Like they go through this big thing yeah. where like the more magic you have, the better weapons. More you weapons have. that you can create, and he just has basically a like a like a whip. <laughs> He's got a whip, yeah, and he can make he can magic make with chain. He can make two shields, which you yes. see later on. But yeah. then he uh, he only can make one of the one shield persistent because he's not mm -hmm. good yet. Yeah, what does actually help him, particularly against Chrysalis, is he is he is uh, a, a relic comes to him. Yes. And it's the magic cloak of levitation. Yeah. The famous uh, uh, Doctor Strange cloak, cloak. That cloak that you see. Now, in, in the comics, I can't recall, does the clock, cloak actually have agency in the, in the comics? Or is it just uh, his outfit? I think it's just his outfit. I thought it was just his outfit. This is one yeah. thing that I don't know enough about. the. I, I knew about yeah. some things, but not this. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to assume that it, at least initially it was just his outfit because it's, it's, you know, it's a sharp look. Yeah. Uh, but this cloak can like fight and it like it can block swords and do all kinds of stuff. And it eventually it actually tells him to, you know, it takes him towards something useful yes. where, versus something that he wanted to go toward. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, so this big fight, he is mortally wounded. Mm. Yes. Um, and he uses his sling ring to go to the hospital because he's a doctor and that's where he would want to go. Um, he uses his sling ring to travel to his old hospital. Uh, he gets his old girlfriend uh, to save his life while he is actually fighting with one of these uh, evil magic monk ninja wizards in the astral plane yeah. in this hospital. Yep. Um, it's a fun scene, actually. Totally. Uh, there's a fun scene. There's a fun little bit with a, with a vending machine because in the astral plane, you're sort of physical, but you're not physical. And, you know, he can pop in and out and talk to and freak out Christine. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they don't really make it clear how much you could, like, you're kind of a ghost. You're kind of not a ghost. Mm -hmm. uh, you can definitely hit everything in the vending machine, though. So that, yeah. so that happens. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So he, he, he defeats this guy. He, he saves himself. And, you know, he was stabbed in the chest by something. But he just, he, he's able to walk away from this after nearly dying. Yeah. It feels like... Uh, I don't know. So the, the things that stab you, it's like the, the bad guys have this magic that kind of like what Hela has. They can just sort of make knives yeah. out of nothing, like, but they're <laughs> transparent knives. Hela's knives are all black. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets For stabbed. Reference. Yeah, right. He gets stabbed pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's right in his chest. I would think that even if you have magic, like it's still a stab wound. Mm-hmm. Like even if you can stop the bleeding in your heart, like dude, there's still a big gaping wound that even if you just stitch it up, you're not gonna be able to just walk away. Yeah, you should, you should lay down. <laughs> Take a little break, man. Take a break. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, the hero wizards uh, learn um, uh, after they sort of regroup that the ancient one, the ancient one, remember the ancient one? Oh, yeah. By Tilda Swinton, has been using magic pulled from the dark dimension um, that has allowed her to live as long as she has lived. So yeah. the reason that she's the ancient one mm. <laughs> is, is, is because she's been cheating basically. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I think that's bad. So um, we've got some conflict. We've got, you know, Mordo doesn't trust her. Strange doesn't trust her. But, uh, you know, there's still these uh, evil uh, ninja monks that want to do bad stuff. Yeah. Um, So uh, Mordo and Strange team up and they get attacked by the bad guys. Uh, Strange sends them into the mirror dimension, um, which is both smart and stupid. So smart because they can't affect the real world in the mirror dimension, but stupid because they become a lot more powerful uh, in the mirror dimension because right. they don't have to work as hard to like warp reality to their will. To do stuff. all of the uh, Inception like world. Inception. Stuff. This is an amazingly, like if that first scene was like Inception meets the wall, meets the matrix, meets yeah. Crouching Tiger. This is like, like that on steroids. Yeah. It's this is a this is the second best bit of special effects that you're gonna see, mm-hmm. and uh, this is these are the effects that that really um, that this is what elevates this movie up, right? Like, cause I'm gonna say the, the plot and the characterization is a little weak. It's simple. It's simple. It's a little paint by numbers for the characters. Yeah. Uh, certainly not as strong as Captain America, but. The special effects are top notch. Like there's stuff that yeah. we just don't get to see in other movies. Special effects, art direction, color, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the ancient one joins this fight, uh, and she is uh, mortally wounded and thrown through one of these portals that a sling ring creates. Uh, Strange and Mordo go after her. They try to save her. They try to send her to a. Uh, they try to. T- they take her to the same hospital in New York City, um, and. Um, she is dying though and so she pulls herself out in her astral form and pulls strange out too and they have this kind of long uh conversation um she can't see past this moment in time because she realizes that it's the time of her death um and we get the you know kind of final teaching moment it's actually i like this scene yeah this scene's pretty good reflects on on everything like the conflict why why she, why she did what she did she yeah. did what she did this is uh you know your last moments of yoda this is yeah what you see in a lot of movies like the mm-hmm. this is the death of the teacher this is why frankly this it kind of o- has to be one telling luke to run yeah this is lots, a lot of those things yeah this has to happen mm-hmm. uh you know dumbledore spoiler dumbledore dies yeah uh but it's this is good this is well done yeah um so we learn that uh, they're, they're trying to take the final sanctum, the bad guys, yep. and this final sanctum is in Hong Kong. Wong is uh, defending that sanctum. Strange and Mordo go to uh, help Wong reinforce that sanctum, but when they get there, it's already fallen. Uh, Dewarmu is coming. There's like a hole in the universe 
above the building. Yeah, it's bad. Bad. Dormammu um, bad. <laughs> Dormammu bad. So Strange uses the Eye of Akamoto. Remember the Eye of Akamoto? Uh, to turn back time. Uh, <clears throat> and that's a really cool scene too. Yeah. I don't know if that's your favorite. Of the that movie. is my favorite. So, so the other one before was the second mm-hmm. favorite. This one is yeah. my favorite scene where Strange is acting fo- forward time as the world right. around him acts in backward time. All in reverse. So they... Basically, they, they just filmed a, an extra, like a special effect scene and then just ran it backwards. Yeah. But then they have other pieces of the scene running forward. Which so is got strange in the wizards. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So anyway, so they undo everything that had been done already. But Dormammu is still out there because we learned that Dormammu is out of time. And then uh, Strange flies off yes. to, uh, to meet Dormammu. He yes. creates a little... Uh, like what is it a time warp or a time loop a time loop so where that that fight that fight's better than the tenet fight which is also yeah. a similar backwards. idea backwards like the whole movie is yeah. about backwards time and uh right this movie did it first mm-hmm. yeah and better um and then so so strange you know he he meets dormammu and says dormammu i have come here to bargain yeah and then you know dormammu's like you have come here to die you know, and then he kills him. Yeah. And then it happens again where Strange comes back and is like, I come here to bargain. And then after a couple of times, Dor- Domamu realizes something's going on, like he's in a loop. And Strange actually brought time, the concept of time, to Dormammu, that Dormammu was trapped. He couldn't get out of this time loop. So he uses the uh, he uses the eye of Agamotto uh, to do this. We learn that the eye of Agamotto is the time stone, like six infinity stones. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and the bargain uh, that Strange eventually gets Dormammu to agree to after, you know, dozens and dozens of times where uh, uh, he is killed <laughs> um, in increasingly gruesome ways. Yeah. Uh, uh, we learned that, uh, that the, 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 um, the bargain is to, hey, leave Earth alone and take Chrysalis and his uh, acolytes with you. Pretty good. Pretty good for the yeah, heroes. Pretty good bargain. Uh, so that happens. Yep. Um, and yay, they win. So yeah, so so that's the movie. Uh, we get a post credit scene. We get a scene that's actually pulled directly from Thor Ragnarok where uh, uh, Doctor Strange and Thor are uh, drinking beer and talking about Loki. Yeah. Uh, and then Mordo turns bad. He, Mordo goes, goes and kills handsome Benjamin Brett. He doesn't necessarily Same. kill him. He he makes him rips out his he rips out his uh, magic and right. makes him paralyzed. Yeah, uh, jerk move, right? Really jerk move. I mean, like total total dick move. Yeah. So so um, Mordo says his he real it's kind of like uh, Wanda in House in of M. Yeah. No more wizards. No more wizards. Yeah. yeah. So you go for like this dude who wasn't really being much of a wizard. Yeah. To like take, he's using a tiny, tiny bit of magic so he can walk again. You got yeah. all these wizards like doing all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, it's not exactly the one I would go for as the first target either, but you know, low hanging fruit, Mordo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bully move really. Yeah, Just like a, not not bully in the good sense, like like a like a soccer move, but like bully, just being a bully. Yeah, not cool, Mordo. Not so cool. so yeah. So final thoughts here. Hmm. So. uh 
we mentioned it. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it was an excellent sort of casting move. It was sort of rumored for years, like that he was going to take over this particular role. Um, I think they originally thought, that, I don't know if they even approached him, but they had talked about uh, Joaquin Phoenix hmm. uh, for this role, but I think they had sort of settled on him for a couple of years. And, um, so, so you're saying there's a world where Joker doesn't exist and Joaquin Phoenix is Doctor Strange. Yeah, I am hmm. saying that. Hmm. Uh, I am surprised they managed to get Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. because, you know, your form or the stars they have otherwise throughout the MCU are, you know, you had your down on his luck, Robert Downey Jr., most famous casting. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans hadn't really done anything as we sort of discussed. Most everybody was up and coming or sort of on the way down, right? Right. No one, no one that you would say is a huge box office drop, but now Cumberbatch, big star. Yeah. Sort of in the prime of his career too. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know that he was necessarily a box office star because he had never done really sort of big movies. He was in like The Imitation Game, which is really good. It's about um, Alan Turing, but um, mm. and he's been in other movies, obviously, but uh, you know, mostly a TV star. That's true. Well, Star Trek, he did the Star Trek movie. <clears throat> he did the Star Trek movie. I guess that was, that made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, he's con. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and I think this is, the role is particularly hard because the script doesn't do him any favors. Because um, Doctor Strange is kind of a jerk. We, we mentioned this a couple times. And he, I don't think he really, like, normally when you think about, like, a, 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 a hero that has to overcome his sort of foibles and dickishness, he, he is somebody that has to earn the power that he gets. Yeah. I'm not sure that, that, that Doctor Strange does enough to get the power that he gets to earn earn back you know you know the redemption yeah i i kind of he's like basically born into it like he was destined to be sorcerer supreme and so then he ends yeah. up sorcerer supreme is kind of uh-huh. how it goes yeah uh it's and like, I, I don't even know that he's not really stopped being a jerk at the end he's like really arrogant to mm-hmm. begin with and then at the end he's sorcerer supreme which is yeah. really going to make him arrogant <laughs> exactly it's like you jumped out you jumped the line yeah cut the line a lot um and and i think you know in future instances that we've seen him certainly in infinity war uh he's still kind of a jerk yep sure is um that being said the film's tight like 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 it's it's simple uh there's not a lot of extraneous scenes there's not a lot of extraneous dialogue uh it explains things quickly and and it, and it moves it along. It yep. doesn't like waste time. Yep. And it's just like, it just says, you know what? Our audience is going to understand that there's magic. Yep. We're not going to explain how it happens. We're just going to say it's practice. Yep. So practice makes magic. <laughs> you um, learn spells and that's, that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, so like this is an origin story in his first, and it sort of combines his first mission. It's like all together. Yep. Um, so let's talk about we sort of alluded to this earlier, uh, the whitewashing. So um, the Ancient One was originally a Tibetan male in the comics. Um, here they are played by Tilda Swinton, who's as white as you could possibly be. She oh, yeah. might be translucent. All the way, yep. Yeah, you could see through her, I think, through part of the movie. Um, <clears throat> so there was, there's certainly a good reason to 
look at the 60s and 70s version of this particular character and say this there's some like fu manchu yeah. vibes yeah. that you get from both the ancient one and, and wong certainly yeah. that you would look at it and say these are really problematic characters as created right that we need to we need to fix that so what they do with wong is they make him a librarian and they make him a, to start at least the superior of they, know, they give Wong Dr. agency. Strange. He's not yes. like he's not his manservant. That's it's a really nice change, right? And so, but unfortunately, what they do with uh, the ancient one now they they regender it, which is good, I think. Um, you know, there are a couple of other prominent regenderings that they've done in the MCU thus far. Um, so they have uh, Ghost and Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. They have Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie. Both yeah. of those were originally male characters, turned them female. <laughs> and by um, the way, I, I've seen some stuff online where people are like, not so much with Ghost, but with Taskmaster, they're all mad because like, oh, yeah. well, Taskmaster is this important, blah, blah, blah. You know what? No one cared about Taskmaster. This is where no. fandom, you're wrong. <laughs> Taskmaster yeah. was not that important. Taskmaster was never going to be the, as he was, there was he was never going to be the- Stupid. The, the, <laughs> Come the, on. The major- the major villain in a movie he would be at best somebody like uh crossbones the way they did him in yeah Civil War, so there's where all they the, blow yeah. him up in the first five minutes of the movie there's there's a hundred <laughs> versions of these like i am a good fighter marvel villains and like that's yeah. their power and we talked about it Testmaster, the way they introduce him is kind of the way they introduced the winter soldier yeah. and like you've done it before let's let's we can move on yeah anyone who uh, thinks that they have something huge different connection to taskmaster you don't <laughs> so yeah. this is just getting mad for for no reason yeah. whatsoever this is not so and, it, so uh and getting back to whitewashing so in the comics wanda and pietro uh we talked about them in age of ultron mm-hmm. uh they're romani yes or more commonly known as gypsies which is ethnically different than your typical white european um so and the makers of age of ultron were criticized at the time uh for that sort of change um, you could sort of make a little bit of an argument that there was a reason that they did that change because of the legal status of those two characters, how they were brought into the Avengers. Most those two characters were created as X-Men or yeah. by the X-Men universe and they were owned by Fox. So they're kind of double owned, but still kind of whitewashing. Yep. Um, and uh, here it's, uh, it's whitewashing. It's definitely whitewashing. There's no, yeah. This is 100% whitewashing. <laughs> bad yeah it's it's not as bad as john wayne playing genghis khan i don't think <laughs> yeah because they at least changed the character and said okay right. the character is now celtic yeah uh they didn't say i'm hi i'm hi i'm from tibet uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been uh, worse that would have been worse um but uh but it's not great it's not yeah good. yeah it, it's okay so it's at a time you know this is before shang chi marvel has no prominent asian, asian characters <laughs> and uh the character this whole thing, this is this does feed into the white man myth. Like, hey, white man goes to, which should be Tibet again, goes to Nepal. Supposedly, mm-hmm. a bunch of monks would have been Asian monks. Now, other than Wong, who's not as prominent as Mordo, even they don't have prominent Asian right. characters, which should have right. been the whole area. <laughs> yeah, and this com- this this pro- this came off the heels of the uh... so the TV show that they did for. Um... Iron Fist also got criticized. Now they that was true to the comic, 
Right, but just the, the entire, the, the character itself is, you know, this rich white kid that goes to Asia, yep. another magic Asian Eden in Kunlun, and yep. we got one introduced in Shang-Chi too. Apparently Asia is like big in these secret little magical cities. Well, yeah, um, if, if you're Stan Lee, I guess in the 60s, that's what you think. <laughs> yeah, man, that's where, that's where we're getting our magic, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, so, you know, and this comes off the heels of that where, you know, the white kid goes to um, Asia, comes back and is, is like a Kung Fu master. Right. Um, uh, to that point, I, I think the only redeeming quality of that show is the introduction of the Colleen Wing character. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope that they bring back that character and that actress. But, um, but yeah, not great. Yeah, I it's mean, not great. It's the reason it's such a big deal is because, again, at the time and even now, like the representation is really mm-hmm. low for Asian characters. Yeah. I, I used to do this thing of like, go ahead and name. Now you could do it because times have gotten a lot better. This, the yes. reason it's gotten better is because people have complained about it. But yeah. there were not that many Asian actors you could name. And there were so few roles. So you would get this double-edged sword like, oh, it's yeah. okay to bring in Scarlett Johansson to play an Asian character because she's yeah. such a big box office draw. Yeah. But then you're like, well, but then who are the Asian actors? And they, there's no roles and then therefore yeah. there are no stars. Like it's a self Well, and, they prove, and, you, and then it's been proven with movies like Crazy Rich Asians and now Shang-Chi. There's no excuse. To, like, right. These, these movies make money. Yeah. Lots there, of it. There, so, was, there was this made up excuse by Hollywood executives who basically didn't need to make it. They made up the same excuse with, uh, uh, and I think the next frontier is going to be Latin American characters. Yeah. Um, you know, it made it, they made up the same excuse with black characters. And then Will Smith became, Eddie Murphy before that became the biggest box office draws in the, in the world. So I mean, right. it's, it's, it's an excuse. Uh, There's a reason yeah. why we say it's an excuse. Yeah. Um, so I feel like had they, had there not been a character called the Asian one that was a previous Asian character and this was a new character, I would have liked it. Like it, sure. was, it was a good character. Tilda Swinton is fine. She's a tremendous actress. We're not poo-pooing on her. Yeah. This isn't even about her, really. It's about no. the choice to sort of decide that you don't want your character to be Asian. Right. And I have seen Feige in interviews where he said that like they knew they started with something that was racist and they were so worried about it, they went the whole opposite way. And, and they made a mistake. And I think they, made they a mistake. understand that. And he said it as a mistake. So this is where I do believe him, where he's like being yeah. earnest and saying like, you know what, we made a mistake. I think it's pretty clear. Like, like there's so much. Um, and, it's why, and it's why, honestly, a lot of these sort of origin stories that sort of took place in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. um, when you think about this character, you think about the aforementioned Iron Fist, Luke Cage is really problematic <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of how like that character was originally portrayed. Um, um, and I think you could even make a, a, like, like the Jessica Jones, I love that storyline, mm-hmm. but like the whole idea that she becomes a hero after she's a, a rape victim is yep. it's kind of problematic. That's problematic um, for sure. You know, I mean, it's not kind of problematic, it's problematic. Yeah. Um, so I think it needs to sort of confront these stories and sort of figure out like different ways to tell them. Right. Um, and you need it and you, you can do it without, you know, changing the race of your character. <laughs> now, now, oddly enough. Uh, they they did it before with less controversy because they changed yeah. the Mandarin. Like no one was mad that like oh you changed the the race of the 
<laughs> the Mandarin, yeah. and because in that case, you know, it's a villainous character, and like that was clearly a stereotype. This is this is a little mm. different. Where like, hey, all right, you don't have spoiler any Asian characters. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael, don't listen. Spoiler alert: They're changing back. I know. Um, I, I do know that. <laughs> but, but they, they, I'm talking where in the timeline? Yes, 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 yes. In the chronology in Iron Man three, they take the Mandarin, which was like, and they make fun of it in Shang Chi. They they say it's like they took a character. It took one of our, you know, kind of me. Yeah. And they and they give it the name of an orange. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they did, they telegraph that they're going to do this though too, because uh, it's now on Disney Plus, the Marvel one shot, mm -hmm. Hail to the King. They hint okay. that there's the real Mandarin there. Right. So what happens? In, and I haven't seen the movie, but I just know I know some of the plot, like, which is uh, pretty interesting because that was like ten years ago. Right. So they knew. So this, this is the other thing, like Marvel plans, which is kind of yeah. cool. Like yeah. they're very intentional. Yeah um yeah so so yeah let's 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 just i mean it's a it's a it's a criticism of this uh film unquestioned it's just yep. there you can't it's do there. anything about it um wong though good move that's that's, wong is great. that's the right way to do it i love i love the what, the what they did with that character i love the actor yep uh just great in every way wong <laughs> awesome wong end game um, you see him you wanted more yeah you wanted more <laughs> He's got like one line and it's great. Everyone remembers. He's got it. the perfect, he's got the perfect gruff, grumpy sort of, yeah. you know, your dad's friend kind of approach, like, you know, your friend's dad. Yeah. Um, we have like, to wrap oh, up, by the way, because I, I have to make dinner now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that's enough. We got it. So, uh, my son said his thing is the magic is really cool. He says that. Yep. Um, and we didn't mention Elliot last week because. He, his comment about Captain America didn't make any sense. He ranked things with numbers and they were hmm. all out of order. And he's like, uh, he, he said uh, it's number 11 because sure. it came out in 2011. It didn't make any sense. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so when, uh, when we watched this movie, my wife asked, did this come out before or after Harry Potter? <laughs> uh, and before. Uh, it's after. Well, the movie comes out after, but the character oh, 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 and the, the concept. Before. Yeah. Yes. All right, we're done. We did uh, it. We, we took forever. Sorry, guys. Uh, we're going to get one of these under an hour and a half at some point. Uh, Michael's got an awful edit to do. Um, give him some love. <laughs> um, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Next week is Captain Marvel. Ooh, spoil it. I spoiled it. Love that movie. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. Bye, Michael. <laughs>